At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. What is up? Yes, your favorite show, The Edge, here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network is live. Aaron Renning's going to be with us today, professional handicapper. Get some thoughts on the National Football League card. The final week of the regular season is almost here. ER's got thoughts. ER's got bets. He's also got bets, uh, I'm sure, on a short and less than thrilling NBA card today. But there's stuff going on in the association. What's up, man? Yeah, let's talk association here in about 15 minutes. Hopefully you can heat up on your picks because, man, you've been cold. Uh, I have. It, it has not been. Uh, it has not been the best. I, I saw on Twitter today that you were catching crap for uh, just really cooling off on your picks. I looked up. I, I expected you to be around 500. You're 51 and 31. <laughs> and one. Huh? Uh, <laughs> hey, man, happens to the best of us. Uh, I will. I will effort to uh, be better for the people out there. 100. Uh, percent All right. With that, we got a lot of news to get to, and then we'll update what's going down at the plantation course at Kapalua. But. Uh, your favorite quarterback, Justin Fields, is not going to be out on the field for the Chicago Bears. We were excited. History was potentially set to be made, right? Matt Nagy, third starting quarterback in three weeks, going for 3-0 and in those starts. Yeah. But that's not going to be the case. And it looks like it's actually going to be Andy Dalton for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> the Bears are going to have to go with the Red Rifle this week. And uh, this line's up to 5.5. A, a couple days ago, down to Vikings, minus 2.5. And, and you got Kirk Cousins in. Uh, the red rifle in, Justin Fields out, and uh, a little bit of a, an adjustment to the number. Probably going to be Matt Nagy's final game as Bears coach. Uh, you wonder Maybe. Uh, what the motivation is on that side if these guys really want to play hard for Nagy and uh, send him out a winner. I'd see Andy Dalton's a consummate pro. I would expect him to give it everything he's got. I I actually think the Bears probably should be live underdogs in this spot because really oh, yeah. the, the Vikings. Off a deflating loss to the Packers with nothing to play for. Uh, I would look dog or pass here, and I hate to say that. I'll probably pass because I don't want to play the Bears, but a five and a half, that would be the side I would look at for yep. sure. Uh, and I agree. I think of the two seasons, right, the Vikings have to be the most like, let's get the hell out of here because that's a team with playoff aspirations. Right. That's a team that, as you know, in a majority of their games this year, held a lead of seven or more points. Should have been much better mm-hmm. uh, than the final record is going to indicate for the Minnesota Vikings. So if anybody's one, two, three, Ken Cooning it, I would think that it's going to be the Minnesota Vikings who are ready to get on out of there um, in a game against the Chicago Bears. But you, that's think, just, you think some players have golf clubs set up in front of their lockers? Not in the New York Giants locker The Giants room. don't have that. Not in the Joe Judge program. That's right. Everything is, uh, everything's running the proper way there. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, other than that, it seems that there's a couple of things around the league, right? Uh, for example, huh? I covered the NFL for several years. 
I never saw week 17 or week 16 a guy have golf clubs on front of his locker. Why would you bring them to the stadium? Who, who the hell would bring golf clubs <laughs> to the football complex anyway? <laughs> well, I heard Joe Judd's talk about that this weekend. So this guy's losing his mind. Yeah. He's losing his mind. Football players don't bring golf clubs into the locker room like, hey, let's get this game over with. I got a tea time. That's right. Well, who the hell brings golf clubs to the locker room? Nobody. And like I said, man, like I, I, Pat Shermer's got to be calling somebody like, what the bleep is this guy's problem? Like, <laughs> he's talking about me. Like, you're uh, – what you have you have done with the franchise has not been as great. Uh, also for the Denver Broncos, so they're up against it against the Kansas City Chiefs. COVID issues, injuries, but the Broncos coach Vic Fangio, who it's not as certain whether or not he's going to be back, does seem like he's not going to be back for the Denver Broncos. Reading between the lines, uh, but Patrick Sertan, Ronald Darby out for this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. So Chiefs, not surprisingly, one support, two injuries and issues for the Denver Broncos, up to an 11-point favorite. And to reiterate once more, mm. the look-ahead line here was Chiefs minus three and a half. Three and a half. And you and I do the opening line show every Sunday night at Circa. And when we did the show, it was nine and a half. And I yep. said, if you recall, if you like the Chiefs, bet it now because this number is going to ten and a half or 11. Uh, it was not going to stick at nine and a half. The Chiefs have uh, something to play for here, and the Broncos don't. And uh, you, you knew that the uh, betting public was going to be on the KC side, and that number was going up. Yep, and some spots are flashing 11 and a half. Yeah. So uh, if this is going anywhere, it is going to continue to move in the direction of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, this is my favorite bit of news because this line has been all over the place. And you and I are sitting on a pretty bad number for the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Well, today... It is now Cowboys minus four and a half with a total of 43 and a half in multiple shops. We know that Michael Parsons is not going to be available, was placed on the COVID list a little too late. Tyron Smith was also placed on the reserve COVID list, so he is not going to be available this weekend for the Dallas Cowboys. And as we have mentioned multiple times, just because it's the backups, Gardner Minshew is arguably a very solid quarterback to have as a backup quarterback. Eagles now down to four and a half against the Cowboys with a total of 43. And I will also just speculate here. I get that uh, we've, we've heard from McCarthy saying we're going to try to win this thing. Mm-hmm. third fourth quarter the message might wear a little thin when you're like all right man like the picture is set we we know what we're kind of doing here let's maybe get out of this thing yeah it's a, it's a saturday night game so i think the cowboys are going to show up with the intention to win you know if it were a sunday if it were a sunday game with other action going on and the cowboys know they can't move up to the number two seed it's different but you know, with this number of four and a half or five at least i feel a little bit better they didn't make such a bad bet on the Eagles tonight. It was a small bet, but I played the Eagles plus three early in the week. And um, Gardner Minshew, I think, uh, still gives them a decent shot to win this game. Micah Parsons being out certainly helps a bet. So this line went from uh, two and a half or three. Cowboys minus two and a half or three at Philly up to seven. Had four points the worst of it. Now it's down to four and a half or five. So at least we're in the same neighborhood at this point. But uh, – you know, of these two games, I, I still think the favorites are going to draw action on uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've, you've got two isolated games on Saturday. KC and Dallas are both going to end up drawing more play uh, from the public on Saturday. All right. Now, with that, too, uh, some other news, and this isn't as, as impactful for a couple of spots, but Stephon Gilmore on the reserve COVID list for the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. That number is 8.5-9 in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, the Buccaneers say they're going to play to win. Yeah, that's yeah. what Arian said the other day. So we'll see if that's actually going to be the case. Again, the Buccaneers uh, all but destined to take on the Philadelphia Eagles yes. in the next round. It just depends on what seed the two are, right? Uh, so that seems that that's going to be the matchup no matter what happens. It's got to be like some ridiculous outcomes uh, for that not to occur. 
But the Buccaneers, eight, eight and a half, or nine, depending on where you shop for your number with a total of 42. And the Steelers placed Deontay Johnson on the reserve COVID list. That's not a great bit of news for the Pittsburgh Steelers, whose offense is already anemic as it is. They're up to a six-point or six-and-a-half-point underdog over at Circa mm-hmm. with a total of 42. I did play the Ravens here at minus five in yeah. this game. Yep. And, uh, you know, we were talking about Monday night. It seemed like the, the Steelers' Super Bowl. I sent, that was the last game of the season. Sent Big Ben off with yeah. a win, all the celebrating. Typically when a team – uh, celebrates like that after a win. You want to fade him the next time out. And uh, it's not like the Pittsburgh offense lit it up anyway. What was it, 100 and uh, – how many total yards did the Steelers have Monday night? Uh, less than – I think it was less than 150, was it? Yeah. I'll double check for you. It, it was, was not good a, either way. It was around 180. But any, yeah. anyway, well, Big Ben puts the ball in the air uh, about 50 times for 100 yards. <laughs> so it was, you saw a pretty pathetic Steelers passing attack. Now you take another weapon off that uh, Pittsburgh offense. And like I said – I really think the Ravens got to be on edge. They've lost so many games by one or two points uh, that the uh, John John Harbaugh coach team's going to show up uh, in a division game against the Steelers and uh, give this thing everything they got, even though they need a, mm. a four-team parlay to, to, that's not yeah, going to hit to get a playoff spot. It's not going to happen. Did you see the quote? What's that? Uh, you, are you referencing the quote, or are you just saying that it? That was uh, Wink Martindale, yeah, the Martin defensive Hill. coordinator, said we need a three-game parlay to uh, make the playoffs. You actually need four because you got to win two. Right. 40 to one odds yeah. uh, if you put that parlay actually together. Well, the together. true odds would be higher than well, that. Well, yeah, of course, but yeah. like, the parlay itself is like <laughs> yeah. 42 or 44 to one, depending on where you shop. So I, I think the uh, the Ravens are the right side there, probably steamed up for the right reasons. As far as that Buccaneers uh, game, I was watching a couple of the NFL shows briefly this morning. Power NFL ranking. Network. No. NFL, <laughs> NFL Network and uh, Love that show. ESPN. And uh, can we stop it with the Antonio Brown stuff? Just shut up about him at this point. He's about, there's nothing going on in the NFL that oh. we're talking about. Oh, man, there's so many other topics to talk about except that, that clown, Antonio Brown, who, by the way, did you see the way he ran off the field? Yeah. He didn't look like he had a bad ankle, did he? Well, no. <laughs> 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 well, regardless, uh, I thought it was the uh, the text messages that he released that actually looked make the Alex Guerrero, Tom Brady's trainer, look like a gentleman. And he was like, look what I have to work with here. I was like, this seems like a really nice guy, actually. Uh, offered to give you a hug and was like, yeah, man, just tell me where to send the money. I'm like, we're, we're going to be fine. Right, he'll, um, throw, he'll throw anybody under the bus. I, I, I'd really be surprised. This is the last word I'm going to say about this clown. Okay. Uh, I'd be surprised if anybody in the league gives him another shot. I mean, if oh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, well, here's why. If Mike Tomlin and the Steelers have no use for you, mm-hmm. uh, John Gruden and the Raiders are done with you, Bill Belichick and the Patriots can't deal with you, and Bruce Arians and Tom Brady and the Bucks can't deal with who can? All you need is he, he seems to have a limit of four games. That's it. Just give me four games. Who's Get him at the end it? of the year. Who would do it? Joe Judge? Chiefs. Let's go. Andy Reid? You, you, honestly, can you uh, imagine if you get him to behave for three games, which seems to be like the maximum, with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? No. <laughs> I, I'm okay. just saying, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody tries. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I'm right. going to phrase it differently. I'm going to be really disappointed there when somebody does give him a shot, and it's probably going to be the, the NFL, Chiefs or the yeah. Seahawks. The NFL or doesn't like, care right? about crime. Like, <laughs> just because the guy's a pain in the ass. No, no. Look at, well, I don't know. He has, he's got a, a rap sheet going back three years, of sexual mm-hmm. assault allegations yeah. and all sorts of stuff. But he was just passing off a fake va- vaccination card. And somehow he's able to. Well, which again, for Bruce huh? Arians, potential felony. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you come back. That's fine. But refusing to go in the game, that's the final straw. Uh, and here's another thing. I just don't think he's the player he used to be. 
If he was one of the elite receivers mm-hmm. in the NFL, okay, that's fine. What, do you have three catches for 26 yards before he left the game? Something like that, It's yeah. not like he's a real high-impact player at this point. Well, it's because anyway. they weren't feeding him the ball, though. Well, Tom Brady doesn't <laughs> like him, obviously, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you missed out on any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Get replays of all of our shows or download or listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. Get beating the book to Gail Alexander. Market Insights Josh Applebaum. Plus, you got many, many more. They're all free and available now VEASAN.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. A very quick update here. Victor Hovland uh, on the, I think he was on, let's see. He's four under through six. Yep, he was on the sixth hole, sunk another 10-footer. Uh, to get to that four under. So putter is uh, working very well for Victor Hovland early on, who did not have his clubs late into the week. It's still uh, operating just It's on the golf channel. Flip it over after this show or after VSIN's programming is done Here. today. Record on I'll, the golf channel. I'll put it, there you go. There you go. ESPN Love the, uh, the sights from uh, the Capilillo Plantation course in Maui, the first golf tournament of 2022. ER, Aaron Renning joins us next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, if you are looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Detroit, L.A., New York with our buddy Will Hill, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington, D.C., and Denver. Not to slide anybody else, but I listened to Will Hill's podcast recently. Outstanding. The host of the Denver CityCast, Holden Kushner, will be donating $100 for every 500 downloads of today's CityCast, a local animal shelter, after the devastating wildfires in Chicago, excuse me, in Colorado last week. Don't have many wildfires in Chicago. Chicago. Uh, So please download and help a great cause in Colorado. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Nice job there by Holden Kushner. Yeah, again, so Denver CityCast, go subscribe, $100 donation. You know, I was, uh, last week I talked to you about this. How the hell do you have a wildfire in Colorado when the the ground is covered with snow? That was kind of a bizarre scene. You don't see many wildfires in in the end of December in Colorado. Mm, Global warming? I'm not much of a scientist, though, so. No idea. Anyway, before we get into reckless speculation about wildfires, <laughs> let's, get into, let's get into some uh, NFL and NBA with Aaron Renning, professional handicapper, ER, Sports One up on Twitter. All right, ER, uh, a 
card in the National Football League that is pretty interesting because a lot of it is situationally and informationally based, but there might be some spots to attack. So let's start with Rams and 49ers. It took five and a half with the San Francisco 49ers early this week. Uh, uh, with Trey Lance, I think this is a matchup where you could stay within a number like that. Market moved in that direction, sitting around like four and a half of four, I think, in some spots. Double check to see uh, what the current number is. Yeah, still in that range. What do you make of this matchup between these two with uh, something on the line for both? Hey, guys, uh, certainly good to be with you. And, yeah, I always thought uh, this was about my least favorite uh, NFL week uh, to bet. Um, you know, normally, uh, NFL week, I'll have 10 to 15 bets out there this week. Uh, probably looking at certainly less than a handful, maybe uh, two or three good bets that I'll find. But you're right. It is kind of uh, information-based, uh, very much more like uh, the preseason. But. Uh, certainly this is a game that you can handicap, uh, like you do throughout, uh, the regular season with San Francisco, uh, and the Rams from a side perspective. Um, I, I don't, uh, have much interest, uh, in this game, but I, I do, uh, think, uh, a way to look here, uh, perhaps is, uh, under the total, uh, between these two. Now, I certainly don't know, um, exactly what the quarterback situation is for, San Francisco, whether it's uh, Jimmy G or Trey Lance, I, I mean, uh, boy, it, it seems like it would be uh, Trey Lance here uh, over uh, Jimmy G if he's healed from that thumb. But, you know, either way, I think it's good for the under. Um, you know, if, if you watch that game last week uh, with San Francisco and I actually had a bet on the 49ers, had a uh, bet on the under there uh, as the 49ers went 23 to 7 against Houston, I would say. Lance probably didn't look as good as maybe the final score uh, would indicate. I mean, they did next to nothing uh, in the first half uh, of that game offensively against Houston. It was really their defense was the main thing. But I think Lance is still limited uh, to what he could do, especially throwing the football. That, and, you know, just another game on tape uh, would help this Rams defense be able to, to shut him down. And if it is uh, Jimmy G, I, I would expect him to be limited uh, with that thumb to be able to throw the football. And, you know, San Francisco has certainly changed their spots to a certain degree. They've tried to rely uh, on that run game and uh, four straight games under for San Francisco right now. And, you know, let's be honest, the Rams, if they have a weakness from a defensive perspective, uh, it is stopping that run, which has generally been uh, with the, you know, the deep shell uh, with the, uh, the two guys, two deep safeties here. So, uh, it's a decent matchup for San Francisco to be able to run the ball and kind of drain the clock uh, in this game. The Rams offense has certainly been uh, hit or miss with Stafford. So uh, I think a uh, definite way to look here is under the total. Total of 44 and a half has not really budged uh, this week on that game. I did play the uh, Niners. You did too, JVT. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Niners and Kyle Shanahan have beat the Rams and Sean McVay five straight times. Matthew Stafford has seven turnovers in the last three games. Let's go to uh, Bears, excuse me, uh, Packers-Lions. Let's go to that one in the NFC North. Uh, ER, the look-ahead line was uh, Packers minus 11. Uh, <laughs> Sunday night, Monday morning, you saw Lions minus two. Now you're seeing Packers three and a half or four with the uh, word that Aaron Rodgers and the starters are going to play. We don't know how much. How do you look at Packers-Lions? Uh, yeah, for me, I mean, it's, it's certainly trying to, to make a case here against the Packers. Obviously, everything's sewn up. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense uh, that their starters would play um, little, if if much, uh, in this game. I mean, it, it seems a little bit bizarre 
Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers complained about that toe injury, the broken toe, et cetera, for a month, yep. uh, how painful it was, et cetera. And all of a sudden would play in a meaningless game and play a lot uh, <laughs> yep. and, you know, take a chance and uh, on your Super Bowl chances with any kind of injury. I always thought this Packers roster uh, was kind of top heavy to begin with, uh, obviously, with, you know, your superstars like Rodgers, uh, wide receiver position, uh, position, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I, I don't expect the starters to play much, um, you know, if they do here in this game. And uh, obviously Detroit. Uh, was blown out uh, last week with that uh, trip to Seattle, actually back-to-back games uh, with losses here at Atlanta and at Seattle. But, of course, uh, that last home game uh, against Arizona, uh, that 30-12 to win is a 13-point underdog in that game. And, you know, I, I think that's certainly the one thing you can say about Detroit and the Lions is uh, under the first-year head coach, uh, they're going to continue to play hard uh, down the stretch generally uh, you'll see first-year head coaches, coach teams play pretty hard uh, the last uh, few weeks of the season. It's always been a pretty decent trend to play uh, in the NFL. So, yeah, try to make any kind of case and take the points here uh, with Detroit uh, on Sunday. All right, Aaron Running, VSIN contributor, professional sports better. Find him on Twitter at ERSports1. Knowing what I know about you, you love to go to the biggest games and you try to get the best <laughs> seats. How about Sunday night, Chargers-Raiders at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Chargers, three-point road favorites, total of 49-and-a-half. Are you going to bet it, and are you going to be there? Uh, I would assume I'm going to be there. Yeah. I mean, there's really no reason. Uh, you're living in Vegas, not much else is going to be going on. I guess there is a lot of NBA on Sunday night, but not much NFL besides uh, this game. I'm in an uh, interesting spot. Uh, so I don't think I'll be needing to, to bet the side here, but, um, you know, going back and obviously this is, can be kind of a, uh, an interesting week as far as NFL futures, but I have a bet on the chargers to make the playoffs and I have a bet on the Raiders to not make the playoffs. So obviously we know who I'll be cheering for, mm. uh, in this game. And I think I'm laying some pretty good juice on the Raiders to not make the playoffs. So, uh, that makes it a little bit more intriguing. So I, I won't have to lay the, the spread here. Not sure uh, any kind of hedge I could do uh, in this game, um, et cetera. I guess um, if this if I were to able to get a three and a half with the Raiders, uh, that could make it interesting where I could kind of uh, come in and hit everything uh, in this game. But uh, I'll figure that out later. I, I think uh, a definite way to look at this game uh, would be uh, over the total. Uh, of course, these two teams met back in October. The total for that game was around 52. Uh, didn't really get there. 42 points scored. Obviously, the Chargers won 28 uh, to 14. But to me, this Chargers um, team is still uh, a lot more offense than defense. Saw that once again last week against Denver, against a weakened quarterback position. Really, the last couple of weeks, Placing Drew Locke, um, you know, Houston weakened offense for that team. That was a high-scoring game, 70 points. So uh, if the Chargers are going to go ahead and win, it's going to be the heat on the heels um, of that uh, offense and what they're able to do uh, so far this year. And obviously the Raiders, uh, hopefully, or it sounds like, uh, they're going to get Waller back, or at least he's going to try to play for this game. Makes all the difference uh, in the world. Uh, for what they can do offensively. I think it can really open things up uh, for what they can do in that passing game. You know, the Raiders have been 
uh, a little bit odd. You know, that defense has played obviously so much better than it's been uh, the last two or three years. But, boy, step up in class for uh, what they have to stop here from an offensive perspective. Uh, remember, they played uh, the Chiefs there a few weeks ago. Turnovers had something to do with that, but the Chiefs put up 48 points. So I think we'll see a high-scoring game on Sunday. Aaron Riddick, professional handicapper at ER Sports 1. Uh, ER, Cliff Notes version, 30 seconds. Anything in the NBA tonight? Uh, boy, it's tough. Only four games. A um, couple of bets uh, that I did make. I, I bet the Boston-New York game uh, over the total. I mean, boy, what a really low total. I got this over 207. Uh, this morning, obviously, Tatum comes back a little bit rusty last night. I would expect the offense, uh, which hasn't been good for the Celtics to step up, uh, be a little bit better in this one. Detroit-Memphis, I played this game uh, under the total. I know this moved a little bit here, but we're going to be Mr. Desmond Bain. Hooks up from Detroit-Memphis. All right, ER Sports 1 up on Twitter. Faded out there a little bit, but we got the gist of it there. All right, we'll come back. Hey, speaking of basketball, pretty good college basketball slate, although it's yeah. pretty short. Uh, good Big Ten matchups. We could discuss that. We had one early this morning, and we'll update what's going down at Kapaloo as well. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Hey, golf is back, and welcome back to the show. This segment of The Edge is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, so it's never been easier to find your Zen. Head to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. A warning, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Let's get to hoops. Uh, I didn't want to uh, talk about the loser I had last night, and that was uh, North Carolina and Notre Dame. Mm. This Notre Dame team just... Uh, very surprising performance last night. I did misstate one thing yesterday. I said that Notre Dame has uh, very little talent. Notre Dame does have a couple guys I like and I have liked for a while. Uh, Nate Lashevsky and Dane Goodwin, those guys played well uh, last night. JBT, this is a Notre Dame team uh, that got smoked at Boston College by 16. That's a bad BC team. Yep. Uh, you know, I watched Notre Dame out here in November, and I was with a uh, veteran uh, Notre Dame guy who's been watching Irish – hoops for about 40 years he goes I, I don't know if this Mike Bray team can win a game in the ACC I'm serious I said yeah it's going to be tough well Notre Dame showed up last night and played the best uh, best performance I've seen uh, this season from the Irish and that includes that surprising win over Kentucky in uh, early December when uh, the Wildcats just didn't play that well in their first true road game uh, Nate Lashevsky had 20 points and eight rebounds last night he was a key to the Irish winning that game, and uh, I was on the wrong side. That was a square play on a road favorite, and I hate to play road favorites in college hoops, and this North Carolina team is soft. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the bottom yeah. line. Hubert Davis seems like a great guy, but he, he's showing some of the worst traits of uh, Roy Williams, and that's a team that likes to play fast but plays no defense. Right. So that was a mistake to play the uh, Tar Heels last night, minus two. They did have a one-point lead with about two minutes to go, but then uh, collapsed down the stretch. Notre Dame won the game 78-73. Try to get back on track today. I did bet Iowa State minus one last night. 
And uh, that, I bet that overnight when, when the line opened. And that's why when we do a show here at uh, 1 in the afternoon, sometimes it's tough to uh, recommend plays because you're, you're probably going to get, if you're on the right side of the game, you're probably going to get the worst of it, of the number. Mm. And actually that number, when I bet it the night before, is Iowa State minus one. A couple hours later, it moved to three. It moved to three and a half. Closed at? By the morning, it was four and a half, four, four and a half. When we did the show, it was a four and a half and five. Closed at five and a half. Iowa State led the game 51 to 44. And Texas Tech banked in a shot. We have the audio of the call last night. Texas Tech banked in a shot to cover the number at the buzzer. Uh, certainly something that you can build off of if you can continue to do it is you bank in a three. And guess what? The folks in Vegas certainly care about that. 51-47. Uh, I'm telling you what. There's that, uh, that was some, there's some frustrated or excited folks. There's some books in Vegas where they just had an eruption of either sadness or happiness yeah. on that 35-foot uh, banked-in three. I don't think it's just the books in Vegas. It's betters all over oh, the country yeah. at this point who uh, might have action on Texas Tech, Iowa State. And I saw some people on Twitter complaining about the bad beat on Iowa State. If, oh. if you take a bad number, uh, bad things are going to happen to you sometimes. you got to remember that in sports betting. You could have laid, laid one, two and a half with Iowa State the night before. Uh, don't be late to the party on a lot of these games. And Like you said, could have laid three, three and a half. Yeah, right. you had plenty of chances to lay a better number than four, which is why I didn't use it as the best bet on the show yesterday. When we did the show, it was four, four and a half, and in some spots, five. It closed five and a half here at the South Point. But Tech Bank's in a three. is a tough way to lose that bet. Uh, but when you take a bad number, like you said, bad things tend to happen to you in sports betting. Yep. Uh, by the way, uh, go to VEASAN Live up on Twitter. A great clip of uh, Sean King, one of the two athletes at the desk for the nightcap. I believe... Uh, I'm going to paraphrase here, but uh, 100% the Texas Tech's not going to hit a shot to get within the number. He they, called that before the, the play? Yeah, before the play. Uh, and, uh, he I jinxed did. it? Is he did. And uh, yeah. I believe yeah. in reading. Uh, Don't tell me Tim Murray had a bet on Iowa State. Uh, no, actually, okay. Aaron Oster did. So, Oster. Not a lot of happiness there. I, rumor is that they actually had to pull Aaron Oster back. He was ripping his shirt off. He was <laughs> yeah. trying to go over to the desk, trying to get after Sean King. Now, that part I do believe. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen Aaron Oster shirtless. Unfortunately, we all have at Circus Stadium Swim. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. With that, we have a lot, uh, more to get to in college hoops today. Uh, not the best card, but there's some pretty intriguing games. Actually, some pretty intriguing uh, Pac-12 games a, a little bit later. Um, but overall, um, did, you have any, did you have anything in the morning game, by the way, San Francisco? And, I did not. Uh, no? Okay. did not. Actually, I love that San Francisco Loyola team. Chicago game, yeah. Uh, but that was, that was a, a strange game that was rescheduled. This college basketball schedule is going to be so jumbled here in the coming weeks. Uh, you know, you and I were talking about the Mountain West situation right oh. now. There's been, Keep I think, games. 15 games postponed yep. just in the past uh, week, week and a half in the Mountain West Conference. And how many of those games are going to get made up? Uh, last night, I did bet Indiana minus two and Wisconsin minus two. I played the two Big Ten home favorites uh, tonight. Hoosiers up to three and a half point favorites over Ohio State mm -hmm. and Wisconsin right now up to uh, three and a half over Iowa. The one hesitation I have with the Badgers is pretty obvious. They're coming off a big win at Purdue. Uh, Purdue team ranked number three. And Johnny Davis uh, put up, uh, what, 35 and 15, something like that against Purdue. Mm -hmm. He was on fire that night in West Lafayette. And when a team is uh, off a big road win like that and your best player has his best game of the season, typically they're going to regress a little bit or hit a flat spot in the next game. And that's why... 
Um, I, I had a little hesitation with the Badgers, but I laid a good number on this last night. It was two at Circa, and uh, right now it's three and a half at most spots. I just don't think a whole lot of this Iowa. I think it's a pretty good Iowa team, but um, not a Big Ten contending, title contending Iowa team by any stretch. And we saw that when the Hawkeyes went to uh, Ames and got blown out by Iowa State. Uh, so Iowa's got one road win. That was by one point at Virginia. Almost blew that game with a big lead. I still, I still like Wisconsin with Brad Davison and Johnny Davis to be good enough to get this win tonight. I thought two was a, a cheap price delay, so that was uh, that was my better of the two bets for tonight. I can't recommend Indiana now at the price of three and a half. Yep. I think, you know, Indiana's still got a very strong home court advantage. This team has played well at home. The Hoosiers have not played well on the road. Uh, I, I think Indiana is, is probably behind Trace Jackson Davis good enough to get this win tonight, but laying two is a lot different from laying three and a half. Yep. So it's no longer a play at that number. Uh, I wanted to point out a couple of things that you can mention the Pac-12 schedule. Uh, the two later games, just some moves on the totals that, that are pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, Washington and Utah, this opens up 145, uh, now up uh, as high as 149 or 149 and a half yeah. uh, for that total between those two. And by the way, I haven't been overly impressed with Utah and the results up to this point, but it says a lot about Washington that the Utah lane 10 tonight well, against the Huskies. This Washington team is terrible. Yes. I think my, Mike Hopkins is probably at the end of the road. He's yep. going to get fired up in Seattle. Uh, it's been a, a dismal two years, really the last two and a half years, not been very good for Washington. Uh, Utah under Craig Smith we know is a well-coached team. If you watch Utah, not a lot of talent. I think Craig Smith did a decent job, you know, patching together a roster mm -hmm. for this year. And Utah has been more competitive and actually better than I expected. So, yeah, 10 does seem like a, a steep number, though, tonight in Salt Lake City for that game. Washington uh, did not play that poorly in Tucson against Arizona a couple of nights ago. The other game, the, there's two other games, actually. One Pac-12 game I wanted to hit on. USC's unbeaten. Yep. A five-and-a-half-point road favorite tonight in Berkeley against uh, Cal. And it looks like uh, USC just getting a little bit more uh, sharp action or public action, whatever you want to call it. It's now up from a five-and-a-half to six-point favorite. And that's the other total I was going to bring up. And too that up total to has uh, gone up about four, four-and-a-half points as well. 128 and a half right now. Did, did you, you notice? What's up? I was going to say, did you play anything here? Are we going to? I did not. No. Uh, I th you know, it's one of those tricky spots where you could see USC actually getting upset tonight in Berkeley. Mm -hmm. I don't think Cal's very good. They've shown some competitive flashes. But Cal has had stretches here and is off a, uh, what, 74-50 win over Arizona State yep. a couple days ago. So there have been a couple times where you've seen uh, – the Bears play pretty good basketball, and I wouldn't be surprised if they make uh, the Trojans sweat that one out tonight in Berkeley. So, uh, But I was not at the point yet where I felt like I could play uh, Cal and expect Cal to be a live dog. UCLA, how about this? Yes. Back in action for the first time in about a month. Yep. UCLA uh, picks up a game. It's almost like a playground situation now. Hey, who can play? Who can show up to Poly Pavilion tonight and play UCLA? Long Beach State says, hey, we'll take you up. Let's play a game, and UCLA is a – 26-point favorite, total of 143.5 tonight. And like we said, you know, some of these long layoffs, a lot of the times it, it is tough to swallow a lot of points for the team that's coming off of a pretty yeah, long I, layoff. I couldn't lay that, and it, it, I think it would be kind of hard to bet over the total, too. You want yep. it, But, you know, a couple nights ago, I'll say this, I don't, I don't want to make too much about the COVID season. I got burned by that a couple days ago. Illinois had a long layoff, went up to Minneapolis. I thought the Illini might be a little bit rusty. They had 10 players who had COVID. And they just lit up Minnesota from the start yep. in that game. So, 
You never know for sure. All right. Hey, by the way, uh, Victor Hovland has, I'll call it about a five or six foot putt for birdie right now. So if you can add to this lead early on and uh, the wind picking up at Kapalua. So we'll give you a full leaderboard update after best bets, which is on the other side here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new Big Game, Big Dance special provides VSIN Plus all access to everything we do now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides plus full access to vcin.com. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of the best deals of the year, vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. vcin.com slash big deal. Nice. 69, JVT, that's at $69. Nice. You're kind of a big deal in the space, huh? What's that? You. So you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that, is that a uh, line from the Anchorman? What? I'm kind of a big deal? I'm yeah, kind of a like, big yeah, deal? Like that, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Anchorman 2, don't go see it. It was uh, somewhat disappointing. All right, best bets to recap. I guess I got to apologize. I, gotta, I let him down. Man. Well, it's not a great night for us. No, no, no. Uh, Pistons plus 10.5 against the Charlotte Hornets. You know, I was right. The Pistons offensively mm-hmm. scored uh, over 110 points, scored 111. Problem? They gave up 140. You're not really going to not gonna win many games when that happens. So Pistons plus 10.5, uh, that is done. And then the Hawks-Kings, this is actually a pretty good lesson uh, in – not jumping the gun. Troy Young was questionable, but I had the way I had in, taken in the information, he was probably going to play. Ultimately, he did not. Uh-huh. And so that offense really fell off. This was a dead under from the beginning of that game. So Hawks and Kings over 229.5. Well, I got a good number, ultimately, uh, not going over the total. So two losses and a really bad year up to this point. So for today, hopefully we can turn things around. Celtics minus one and a half against the New York Knickerbockers. How do you analyze that game? Aaron Renning said he played that total. Uh, yeah, he played that over, and that's a part of the reason, too, is you know, if you look at it. So, one, Boston not really in great straight, right? Six, last six games, two and four straight up and against the spread. But they did get Jason Tatum back last night. And you, I, I've said this consistently throughout the season, right? First game back is not necessarily when you want to jump on the team getting their guy back. You know, mm-hmm. it takes, if they haven't played for a minute, it takes a while to get the legs underneath them. They still, by the way, had a shot to win that game last night, too. Ultimately, shot doesn't go in at the end, a, a, a layup. 
But I think with Tatum now, a game under his belt, playing it again against a Knicks team who they played very well against through two games against the Knicks while they've split the two games up to this point. Boston's got a 112 offensive rating. They've actually got a positive net rating despite dropping one of those games. Remember the season opener. It was a brilliant one in which they were back and forth from an offensive perspective, uh, and they ultimately won the rematch there. So I think they match up well with the Knicks. And while the Knicks are getting healthy, right, Julius Randle's back, Mitch Robinson's back. You know, Julius Randle, while it's fun that they get to beat up on the Indiana Pacers when everybody's back and healthy, the Pacers are starting a G League backcourt. They're not very good at this point right now. <laughs> and if you look at some of the numbers – with New York and Julius Randle. How about this? With Julius Randle on the floor this season, Knicks have been outscored by 5.6 points per 100 possessions, a 112.3 defensive rating in those possessions. When he is off the floor, that net rating goes to plus 13.1. Randle hasn't really been that great this year, Mm -hmm. so it might not be the biggest strength for them to get him back. But I just think Boston, who's been kind of disappointing over the last six games, in a little bit of a buy-low spot there when you're laying just a one, one and a half uh, earlier today. So now to two in most spots. Still think the Celtics are going to come out here and win this game against the New York Knicks. So, boom. Celtics right. minus one and a half. Number now two at the South Point. Yes. Uh, yeah. Also worth pointing out today in the NBA, a couple of things. One, and I know this ties into something you wanted to talk about. So, the Golden State Warriors taking on the New Orleans Pelicans today. They're on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warriors, they lost outright yesterday to the Dallas Mavericks. Boy, that was a poor offensive performance. It was. And Curry has not been good. If you look at his last two games, he is 8 of 41. Last two games, Steph Curry. Uh, it's a big reason why I actually stayed within that number, despite the heat getting really banged up the other night, uh, because Curry was not himself. Well, he's dealing with a quad injury, and ultimately he's not going to play tonight. So they're resting him. It's the second leg of a back-to-back. He has been hampered by this issue. Also not playing tonight, Draymond Green and Juan Toscano-Anderson. So uh, you got two starters and a role player that aren't going to be out there for the Golden State Warriors. That's why it's down as low as it is. But uh, you see that 8 of 41 Worst field goal percentage in a two-game span in Curry's career, including the playoffs, with a minimum of 20 field goal attempts. And you see the two games, 3-17 of 17 and 1-10 of 10 from three-point range against the Heat, and then 5-24, of 1-9 last night against the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, the thing that jumps out to me there is pretty obvious. He's 2-for-19 from three-point range in the past two games, so something's not right. Right, and that's not Curry. We know that's not Steph Curry. So he'll be rested, he'll be back soon, but uh, ultimately not going to play today. And I wow. will say, like, we kind of touched on this, and this is like a topic for a bigger – uh, maybe a you know like a basketball podcast or something. Um, I don't know if Curry like he's the favorite to win the MVP, mm-hmm. but there's a case to be made for quite a few other well, guys. It's a long season, part of the year. Right, it's, it's a long season. The, the MVP discussion is such a roller coaster ride. Yep. You get different guys are going to be the hot name at at different times. I think your best bet, like we talked about a couple of days ago, is jump on one of the long shot guys at this point. Demar Derozan mm-hmm. or who was the other player I still we talked think about? Nikola Jokic, who's about yeah. twelve, thirteen to one yeah. statistically. On and off the court, he blows every single other player away in terms of his value. So, uh, Also, I know what you wanted to – oh, really quickly, yeah, we'll update this. Uh, Eagles plus three against the Cowboys. That's down to five, four and a half. So, number looking better by the day, Matt Humans. 49ers plus five and a half. Good number there is that's four and a half, four. And Raiders plus three against the Chargers still floating around out there. So, 33-21-1 on the year. Hopefully, we can add to that uh, by the end of the regular season. Okay. I think I've got the same three plays. I put up the same three plays in the end, <laughs> except I've got worse. Have a good year, man. I got a worse year. number on the uh, 49ers. So I've got the Eagles, the Raiders, and the 49ers as plays right now. But I got the Niners at plus four and a half. I do think they're going to be live dogs in that game. They've won five in a row against the Rams. Matthew Stafford's been on a turnover binge, seven in the last three games, yep. and the Niners really need this win more. Uh, they, they're the team that needs to win to get in the playoffs. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and and play the. Uh, Eagles Saturday, even though that's a bad number, uh, 49ers, 
Sunday and then the Raiders on Sunday night. Uh, I, I did want to talk, uh, what are we doing next year? Well, you, you have your choice. You want to go back to the bowl game or do you want to talk Kyrie Irving? We're going to the bowl game next right. uh, because college football, I did put up Alabama plus three uh, for Monday's game. And I saw an interesting quote from Greg McElroy, former Alabama quarterback, okay. about this game. We're going to uh, read that on tomorrow's show. But uh, it's been a really good bowl season so far. And uh, three of the games where we've seen dramatic line movement, uh, we had winners yep. with Western Michigan, yep. Oklahoma, yep. and Kansas State. And how about Kansas State opening as a two-and-a-half-point dog against LSU in the Texas Bowl on Tuesday night, closing as a 10-point favorite. Covering. Uh, we're talking about, in that in that Western Michigan-Nevada game, we're talking about a 14-point line move. In uh, Kansas State, we're talking about a 12-and-a-half-point line move and still had no problem covering. LSU scored on an 80-yard pass in the last play of the game just to lose by 22, 42-20. Those three games I just mentioned I know were great games for a lot of betters. I talked to a couple of sports book directors the last couple of days. Said, "Hey, man, we we got crushed in the bowl season because all these moves, there were, there wasn't enough buyback, yep. and people hammered the right sides. And it's been a bad bowl season for the books and a good one for the betters, which is what we want. So, K State closes out the uh, the normal bowl season with a 42-20 win on Tuesday over LSU. We're all um, give L- we're all giving LSU credit for showing up to play the game with uh, fewer than 40 scholarship players." Uh, College hoops tonight, I did have the one best bet, and that's um, Wisconsin minus two over Iowa. Let's get to, uh, and last night, the uh, loser with North Carolina. Let's get to the NBA because I watched the Nets-Pacers game last night. I watched some of it, and there were two things that jumped out to me. One is that Lance Stevenson was incredible. Isn't it nuts? (laughs) That's just sick. I'm going to let you explain what happened there. (laughs) But Lance Stevenson put on a show last night. And the other thing is Kyrie Irving looked – uh, rusty in the first half. Yep. And phenomenal in the second half last night. How about, can we put up the New York Post cover? Uh, the Nets won that game 129 to 121 last night. Flies over the total JVT. And the uh, Nets closed here at the South Point as eight point favorites, one by eight. How about that Post headline? Shot in the arm. Kyrie boosts Nets in debut as a part timer. Uh, what did you see in that game last night? Well, I, I think it's kind of what you said, right? The, the rustiness, but. You also see what this team, like what we expected this team to be. Like the re, there was a reason the Nets were on the cover of the NBA guide, right? And the post, like the cover story that I wrote was about how they threatened like the balance of all this parody we've seen. Keep in mind the last three seasons, we have three different finals champions. We've had no repeat appearances in the NBA finals. Right. But if the Nets were going to be whole and healthy, there was a potential that they were going to be above a lot of these other teams. And while it was off to a slow start, we saw ultimately last night in terms of their offensive rating uh, being about 120, a little bit higher is one of the higher ones we've seen from them. 127 for an individual game. Their offense has not been great. They've been good, but it hasn't been great. You know, and you also saw the negatives. The Indiana Pacers have been awful, right, offensively, especially since, like I said, they're starting a G League backcourt. But they had an offensive rating of 119. They scored 121 points. This game went over the total, by the way, something we discussed, right? These road games that Kyrie Irving out there have the potential to be yeah. higher scoring because they're going to be poor defensively, good offensively. But they looked like the Brooklyn Nets, especially in that second half, that we kind of expected them to be when they were going to be fully healthy. Yeah. And that's not good for the NBA, but there's still the dynamic of what this does when now you go forward for a couple of months and it's, all right, two-game road trip, Kyrie plays. Now you go back home, he's not going to be available. And when you get to the postseason, they're really going to continue to do this? No, I think it, he's, I, I think by the postseason, things are going to change and he's going to be a full-time player. Yep. That would just be my guess at this point. Quick question for you. 
So you're looking, you're looking to play more nets overs when Kyrie's going to be on the floor end. Yep. Do you think this is going to generate uh, more action on the nets to win the NBA title? Because they looked pretty damn good last night in the second half with him on the floor. I would say yes and yes. I don't think anybody would turn away from that offense, especially the futures. By the way, Lance Stevenson very quickly, 20 points in a quarter. Oh, it was absolutely great. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. My Guys in the Desert coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.